You're listening to episode 85 of the Rebel Buddhist Podcast, where we revisit forgiveness, one of the hardest things we can do as a human and something we can all use a little bit more of right now. Welcome to the Rebel Buddhist Podcast, where we explore how to use the science of psychology, Eastern spiritual practices like mindfulness and compassion, and the game-changing work of self-coaching so you can free your mind and free your life. I'm your host, Anna Verzoni. Hey, hey, Rebels. Wow. Here we are at the brink of a new year. In fact, this episode is supposed to drop the day before New Year's Eve. I've been trying to help you prepare for this transition with pods on how to pick your word of the year and on sharing resources about my review, reflect, and align process. But here we are. It's time. I'm so stoked. And hey, if it helps, my astrologer told me 2022 is going to be way better. And she did not say that about 2020 or 21, by the way. So I believe her. I'm going to choose that thought. Can I just say how far I've come with trusting astrology? I mean, it was not my jam until I was like late 30s. I think I coined the term some kind of astro shit or something like that. But now I freaking love it. It's been so spot on. Kristen Fontana is my person. She is rad. Anyway, I'm looking forward to 2022. And I was thinking about the message I wanted to send y'all as the final one for the new year. Like, what message, what practice is truly liberating that really sets us free? And I kept landing at forgiveness. Forgiveness has been a huge practice for me. And I say practice because I am still learning how to do it with things that have really cut me deep, you know? It's like each year I can get to a deeper layer of forgiveness and I want to keep going. So here we are at the end of the year, and maybe also looking back and wondering, how did this all happen the way it did? And now we have a chance to do things differently. We get to choose how we want to move forward. And one of the things I find to be the most liberating is to forgive ourselves and others. So I'm going to drop one of the greatest hits from the podcast today, and I hope it opens your heart and helps you to step into the new year with the lighter spirit and a deeper sense of true freedom. Here is to more love and joy and adventure in 2022. Catch you on the flip side. Hey, hey, silly humans. How are y'all doing? Tomorrow it will be 2021. Can you believe it? I can. I'm all about living in the present, but hey, aren't we all a bit let's move on already these days? I know a lot of y'all are wondering maybe what's the best way to celebrate? What bubbly to pop? What music to play? What special place to be in? In the Philippines, my family had the superstition that whatever happened on New Year's Eve would set the tone for the rest of the year. So my mom never let me not be home after midnight on New Year's Eve until I moved out of the house because that would mean I'd always be gone. We took a shower, cleaned up, dressed nicely and looked our best. We said the rosary. <laughs> and if we were mad at each other, we'd let it go because we didn't want to be mad at each other the entire year. And while I've let go of the fear I had around those traditions, like, oh my gosh, what if I had my period on New Year's Eve? Or what if I don't have a boyfriend? Would I never have sex for the entire year? <laughs> I do still appreciate the spirit 
of them and like to make sure I'm in a grounded, centered place and feeling free. Now, you know, I'm all about freedom. And one of the things I've found that we can do to give us the most emotional freedom in the next year is to partake in the courageous act of letting go of things that no longer serve us. And one of the most radical acts we can do to let go, one of the things we can do for ourselves that can truly help us feel more light and free is forgiving. I believe that the lack of forgiveness and the need for forgiveness are some of the biggest challenges many of us face. One of the most powerful things I ever did was forgive my mom for abusing me as a child. You see, I had a lot of anger about my childhood for many years. I was uber pissed and for objectively good reasons. And I won't go into details, but you can imagine the myriad reasons people feel wounded and broken. And many of those things happened as I was growing up. But regarding my mother specifically, I was so angry that she hurt me physically and emotionally. I was pissed that I didn't have a mom I felt safe with and that I was this angry person walking around, blowing up at my boyfriends, feeling defensive and easily losing my shit. What a bitch for making me so angry, I'd think to myself, right? And it was weighing me down. It was also impacting my relationship with her, with her as an older, gentler, less angry woman who wanted to be close to me. And I mean, really, after my years in healthcare and seeing kids get taken away from families and reunited, I learned that no matter what awful things parents do to their kids, kids really do want to ultimately feel loved by them and are willing to give lots of chances. So this didn't surprise me. And, you know, it reminds me of a This American Life episode where it was for a Father's Day series, I think. And there was this kid that was ready to have the big talk with his dad about how his dad was so lame and how he didn't show up for him as a kid. And he tracked his dad down, met up with him. And he was this like frail old man. And he's like, gosh, who like admitted, I think his dad admitted, like, I just was not a good man then. And he was like, damn it, I can't be pissed at you now. <laughs> He's like, so if you want to be pissed at your parents, do it when they're younger. But anyway, so here I was with my aging mom wanting to be closer to me. And it was so hard for me to forgive her, right? So I was angry and bitter for a really long time. But in the end, I knew that deep down, despite her mistakes, she was doing the best she could in the moment with what she had available to her. So as an adult, I had a choice to make. One... I could keep reminding myself and my mom that things really sucked growing up and about how much she hurt me and that I was all sensitive and defensive because of her and that she really screwed up royally with some things. Then she'd apologize and feel shitty about herself and I'd feel guilty and all upset after rehashing all that crap and we'd do it over and over, right, as I strive to get back at her for hurting me the way that she did through guilt trips and passive-aggressive behavior and not-so-passive-aggressive behavior, or I could stop thinking that I was deeply wounded and broken, wanting to make those feelings go away until I allowed myself to move forward, wanting to understand everything and have it make sense and have everyone else understand and agree that I was wounded before I allowed myself to be happy. I could stop all that and instead say, well, that sucked royally, but now it's time to create my new life. 
Needless to say, after years of the first victim mindset option and hanging out in therapy, wondering why I was still having panic attacks, I decided to try the second option. And it changed everything. I can't completely describe the shift that happened when I stopped thinking that in order to heal, I had to wallow in the past until some magical moment when things would feel right. I realized that insight and understanding don't fix everything. They feel good. Sure, they're useful. Sure. But what created a real shift for me was changing what I did, how I thought, how I responded, the situations I created, how I felt. It was action that allowed me to grow and change and ultimately heal. It was me taking action that allowed me to see myself as whole and perfectly resourceful and creative, that I was indeed perfect as I was, not broken, not wounded to the core, not in need of more therapy or days of crying to feel seen. And the most courageous action I took was to forgive. Of course, I found therapy helpful for some things, especially learning how to notice what I was feeling and being able to share my story with someone who wasn't going to try to explain it away or justify things. It helped me make sense of certain memories, and I felt incredibly safe sharing deeply with someone else that seemed qualified for me to lose my shit in front of, right? And at that time, I had very real fears of losing my mind because of my dad's history of mental illness. But in hindsight, which is always lovely, I realized that maybe I just needed one round of that and didn't need to rehash it. Then I needed to get off my ass and do things differently. I needed to create a different relationship with my mom or walk away. And the latter wasn't an option for me because I do love her deeply. So one day I said, I'd like to talk. And I asked her for what I needed to hear in order to be able to forgive her. I asked her to please try to say she was sorry, to acknowledge all the ways in which she'd hurt me. I asked that she reflect on it and come back to me, if and when she felt she could say it with full sincerity. Now, I was lucky because eventually she did. She told me how she didn't know about her, how she was one of 11 children, and how her mom didn't bother to explain anything or try to be patient that she just hit them when they didn't behave. And she'd seen the next generation raising their kids and how they took parenting classes, anger management classes, and how she wishes she'd been able to do those things. Her apology was also imperfectly full of excuses, but it was sincere, and I could tell that. And this made forgiving her more easy. Of course, I still got my buttons pushed and some tender spots were still there, but I realized that I could decide to move forward and change our relationship. It took patience on both our parts, and I fell into some old patterns a lot in the beginning, but I was committed to doing things differently. For a long time, instead of feeling the need to hear my mom apologize every time we hung out or want to process something with her, we were able to actually enjoy each other. She would come to visit us in our dry cabin in Alaska, a yurt we lived in through the Alaskan winters, and we went on vacations, and she would visit us in Alaska for like seven weeks at a time, a few times a year. I allowed her to do things differently and she allowed me the same. We allowed ourselves to grow, to change, to evolve. And we had some of our best years together after that. Now, I also want to emphasize here that we can still forgive without the other person saying they are sorry. 
because I know that it's sort of the dream scenario here, right? One where the villain says, oops, I fucked up. Sorry, I'll never do it again. And they don't. So sure, it made it easier that my mom apologized. But it's really important to remember that the other person's remorse is not requisite to us forgiving and feeling more free. Because ultimately, the only person who suffers from holding on to resentment and anger is ourselves. And it is our wish that the past was different than what it was that keeps us from forgiving, not waiting for the other person's remorse. And I know this because years later, my mom, that very same one that I had those transformative years with, denied that she abused me. And when I had cancer and was in the hospital recovering from major surgery and a complication of bleeding out, she was washing my hair. And when I said something that pissed her off, she grabbed my hair and shook my head and told me not to embarrass her in front of her friends who were in the room. And I screamed for her to get out. And I'm not sure if later when she denied everything, if it was old age or some kind of hypoxic brain injury from her heart attacks, but... She flat out denied it and said she didn't abuse me because she couldn't remember any of the stuff I was talking about. And she said, you'd have called the cops. And I reminded her I did try to call the cops as a kid and that she unplugged the phone each time. And she denied that too. And then I told her, look, the only reason I forgave you years ago was because you said you were sorry and now you're denying it all. So I reverted back to my old anger and resentment We had more distance between us. I felt heavy again. I was trapped in my own emotional prison. Definitely not free. And many years would pass before I learned to forgive her without her apology, without her acknowledgement that she'd hurt me. And in fact, I wasn't able to do it until after she had died. I wish I was evolved enough to have processed it all before she died, but a Buddha I am not. And it took a minute. Ultimately, I realized I had to let go of wishing the past was different than it was, and I had to let go of wanting her to feel remorse. And this is the case with all things we don't feel ready to forgive. It's because we wish the past was different than it was and aren't ready to let go of that. You see, I think a lot of people have a big misunderstanding of what forgiveness is, myself included. I think when most of us think about forgiveness, we think what it means is accepting someone's apology or having a conversation with someone that tells them what they did or didn't do is okay. But that's not what forgiveness is. If you look up the definition of the word forgive, it's a verb that means to stop feeling angry or resentful towards someone for an offense, flaw, or a mistake. The second definition is to cancel a debt. So if someone owes you something, you cancel it. And notice how similar those two definitions are. I think when a lot of people think about forgiveness, they think about somebody having done them wrong. And to forgive it means, hey, now we're on an equal playing field again, just like forgiving a debt. But when you look at the definition, it's to stop feeling angry or resentful towards someone. It's not telling the person anything. It's not sitting down with the other person. It's not talking to the other person. It has nothing to do with the other person doing, saying, or feeling anything. The only thing forgiveness requires is that you stop feeling angry or resentful towards someone. And at this point in the game, if you've been listening to my podcast for a while now, you'll know that the secret sauce to changing a feeling in a lasting way is to change your thoughts. 
For example, if I was feeling resentful because my mom abused me, what was the thought I was having that led me to feel resentful? Probably something like, I deserved better, or it's all her fault, or I'd have been so much better off had she not done that. To move on, to let go and to forgive her, I first made the mistake of needing her to apologize. I relied on something external, which worked as long as she followed my manual of how she was supposed to act in order for me to forgive her. But unfortunately, we can't control how people act or think or feel. So when she stopped following my manual, I stopped forgiving. So the second time I did it the true way from my heart, I changed how I thought about everything she did, which changed how I felt. I saw her as a human, as someone with PTSD who had survived World War II watching a sibling die after a bombing and being lost in the rubble, and watching her mother's leg being taken out by shrapnel, as a victim of abuse herself, as someone yearning for someone to take care of her, since as the firstborn, she was supposed to take care of everyone else. As a woman who needed a break after moving to the U.S., only to shortly after witness her new husband having a psychotic break as he lapsed into an episode of mania and psychosis with his schizoaffective disorder that no one even talked to her about until they'd been married almost 20 years. As a mother who was terrified raising her daughter in the hood during the peak of the crack era with drive-by shootings, prostitutes walking the street in front of our house, having to speed down the street so drug dealers didn't jump onto the hood of our car as she drove me to school. What she did to me was, despite how much it sucked, was the best she could do at the time with the resources she had. The abuse I endured made me who I am today. Resilient, full of grit, and tough as shit. So my thought I chose to have, which allowed me to stop being angry and resentful, at least most of the time, was that what happened was exactly what was supposed to happen for me to become the amazing woman I am today. Another thought I chose to have was that it was all her weird way of loving me, and she'd have done things differently had she had different resources. I choose to this day to believe those things because they set me free, and they are no more less true than what I used to believe. And I'm happier as a result, more at peace, more connected to her, even though I didn't totally get there until after she died. So yes, you can do this process with people who have already died too, because forgiveness doesn't depend on someone else's actions or a conversation with them or any of that. Now, one thing I want to mention is that in Freedom School, people have asked me, should I forgive this person? Do I need to forgive this person? And my answer to that's always that you only need to forgive someone when you need or want to stop feeling angry or resentful. Because let's admit it, most people don't forgive other people because they actually want to feel angry and resentful. I know I did. It was a hell of a lot more empowering to feel those emotions than to feel victimized and powerless. Another point I want to make is that we often want to feel angry or resentful or withhold love because we think that when we feel angry or resentful towards someone, that the other person somehow experiences it, that they suffer it, that we are punishing them. But that's not true. The other person does not experience your emotion. That other person only experiences their interpretation of your behavior. 
most of us don't forgive other people because we think that somehow our emotion, being angry and resentful, is somehow punishing them. And that is never the case. The only thing anger and resentment does is punish ourselves. We are the only ones that feel it. The other person does not experience our emotion. They only experience their interpretation of our actions, which is why if they don't give a shit, they don't give a shit no matter how bad you feel. Maybe you're yelling at them, or maybe you're giving them the silent treatment. Maybe you're being passive aggressive and posting photos of you and your new lover on social media to rub it in. Whatever it is, they're not even experiencing that action that you're doing. They're only experiencing their interpretation of the action. We have no control over someone else's emotion. If you feel like somehow you not forgiving someone is in some way serving you and hurting them, that's ass backwards. You're not serving yourself and you most certainly are hurting yourself because the emotions of anger and resentment are painful. There are better emotions to be feeling, right? And remember, the definition of forgiveness has to do with changing the way you feel. That's it. So this New Year's Eve, I want to invite you to change the way you feel about something that someone did to you that's currently causing you pain. Life is too short to be perpetually wounded or to believe you're broken or to depend on other people being someone different than who they are. Remember, you are not broken. You may hurt deeply, but you are not broken. You were wounded in the past, true, but it's time to stop picking at the scabs. It's never too late to do things differently, to move forward. And this will require you to be patient, to be compassionate with yourself. Remember that resistance almost always comes from wishing that the past was different than it was. That's why I think the thought that what happened was exactly what was supposed to happen is such a powerful one for me to have when I want to let go right? When I see I'm getting stuck in an old pattern or feeling regret or resentment or anger and not being willing to forgive. When I realize that what happened was exactly what was supposed to happen, when that is the thought I choose to believe, then I can see why it all happened for me instead of to me. I can see how that person was my teacher. I remember the quote from the Buddha, our enemies are our greatest teachers. And this is why. So this New Year's Eve, it's time to let go. Let go of the things that no longer serve you. And maybe we can make a tradition that every year is a time to forgive someone, to forgive a past deed that hurt you. Because deep down, it doesn't serve us to wish the past was different than it was. And it's a complete game changer when we realize we have the power in our own minds, to completely change the influence the past has upon us and to finally set ourselves free. So, Rebels, who are you going to forgive tonight? Let me know in the Rebel Buddhist Facebook group. Let an act of forgiveness be one of those things that sets you free for 2021. All right? Okay. Until 2021, Rebels, happy freaking New Year. Let's make this next year one of no regrets, okay? And if you want to do this work with me, if you want to dive deeply into this work and have all the support you need in the next year, join me in Freedom School. Go to joinfreedomschool.com. Enrollment's going to open again 
sometime early 2021. So get on the wait list now. I'll see you then. Set yourself free. Hey Rebels, if you've heard the whispers, they are true. The Next Adventure Mastermind is opening for enrollment in two days. If you missed the fall enrollment of the Adventure Mastermind, get on the waitlist stat, my friend, because this next round is going to be a blast with not just six months of transformational coaching, but also two adventure retreats in Hawaii and Alaska. I mean, Hawaii will have epic aloha and ocean views playing all over the island. And for the one in Alaska, we even have our own private sea kayaking cove we base our adventures from. We start in March, okay? Bonuses drop way before then to keep you busy. And I know how crazy life is and how we all want to get out and about. So know that we will be COVID safe and I will hook you up so you don't have to do anything but arrive at our meeting spot and include your lodging and meals and adventures. Okay, so let's redefine what the next chapter of your life will look like. Get unstuck from old patterns that you're so tired of and start to create the life you were meant to live. Get on the wait list today, adventuremastermind.com, okay? And I will let you know as soon as registration opens early before it gets out to the public. Okay? Mwah. Bye. Bye.